This is episode 100. Welcome to Camera Shake Podcast, episode 100. Right here. Is it the right way around? Is it the right way around? It's not. It's not. It's spinning. It's spinning. The it's balloon is spinning. It's currently, it's episode one. There we go. So this is episode 100 of the Camera Shake Podcast. We've made it. Um, we've threatened it from the very we beginning. We did threaten it, yeah. yeah. But we've made it. It's episode 100. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, it, it kind of is. I'm pretty sure we had... Big plans for episode 100. Yeah, back in episode one. Oh, yeah. Back in episode one, I think. One or two, we were talking about like throwing a massive party with all of yeah. our guests. <laughs> Little did we know that um, it would actually only be now that it would be possible. And we didn't have time for a plan. Yeah, well, there you go. Exactly. So, so instead, we have created a party episode. Our own party. And Absolutely. as you can see, no expense spared. Yeah. All of our favorite things right here. <laughs> Burger King, party poppers. Oh, celebratory bar of dairy milk. In fact, should we crack that open? Uh, Let's not? crack that open, shall we? Why bar not? of dairy milk. Oh, but it didn't even extend to a cake. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't it be, even be bothered with cake. Would you care for some dairy milk? Oh, why not? Why not? There you go. Some dairy milk. Yeah. Dairy milk for our international viewers and, and listeners uh, happens to be a British brand of chocolate. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Yeah. Capri. So, episode one hundred, man. It's been a it's been a trip, huh? What was that? It's been a trip. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've got chocolate in my mouth. <laughs> this is going to sound excellent, mm. exquisite, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um. So yeah, so we've uh, we've managed to stick with it four hundred episodes. Some four hundred? No, a hundred. Oh, for a hundred. Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes it feels like 400. Episodes because, <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, somehow. And we haven't... No, that's a lie. I was about to say we haven't missed a week. We missed one week. Yeah, we missed one week. Yeah. Recently, too. Mm -hmm. Whose fault was that, Kay? That was absolutely entire... Well, actually, it was a, it was a storm's fault. I blame... It was an act of God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's an act of God. Well, we're getting no insurance for that. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so well, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've, you know, we've done. If you think about it, I mean, we've, you know, we've gone to extraordinary lengths to actually to create episodes. Mm -hmm. um, every one yeah. time, we even filmed one in the car whilst we were driving. You know, yeah. so so for us to miss an episode, I mean, something something extraordinary must happen. You know, for us to yeah. actually miss an episode, and that was unfortunately there was literally literally nothing we could yeah. do. It has to be said. It's yeah. it has got harder and harder and harder to make sure that, that one goes out every single week as lockdowns have come out, oh, yeah. as things have got back to normal, work life is returning to normal, all of that kind of stuff. To find time to, mm. to do that is, it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky, but it's worth it. Yeah, this is why it's late at night right now. <laughs> yeah, but that's usually what happens. So my neighbours are very happy with those party poppers going off Ooh, earlier. Yes. Yeah, because we had to practice that several times, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was born, I think, the, you know, the podcast was, was born at a time when we really had a lot of time on our hands. I mean, in fact... Like, all the time. Like, all the time, yeah. Mm. And, and of course, it was literally the thing that helped us, um, you know, pass the time in yeah. the first place. Yeah. 
And uh, you look back at it and you think, we had all that time. Why couldn't we make it look and sound better? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was fine. We've talked about it a thousand times before. You just get started and you improve it as you go. Well, I said, I think it has. I mean, it has gotten lots of change over the last hundred episodes, right? Yeah. Last couple of years. Um, It's, um, you know, we've gone through set changes. We've gone through, uh, well, we were just talking earlier, weren't we? Um, Gone through thumbnail changes on the, on, on the YouTubes. Mm -hmm. Um, We've gone through the way we've done the audio differently too. We've gone through the way we've, we've finally had a guest in person. Oh yeah. Yeah, true. Um, you know, after having obviously a need to do it over Zoom and we'll still do Zoom going forward because a lot of our guests are out of this country. Sure. Um, you know, but it was nice to have Dave in person here um a few weeks back. Yeah. What was nice to Sorry, actually Hi Dave. Hi Dave. It was it was actually nice to meet up with people. Yeah. You know, whether that was you know, when we met up with Dave in Wales, for example, or when we met people at the photography show. That was that was really the first time we were really, really out and about meeting lots yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, you know, that was fantastic. And I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to to this year's photography show. You know, I know it's gonna be awesome. Had had we not had the opportunity to go to the photography show and, and meet um a lot of our former guests and meet new people, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been on uh Dave's Dave Clayton's podcast either. True. But well, this yeah. is another thing, of course. This is I mean, this is the thing. One of the things that, that has sort of amused me the most is actually that not only yeah, I mean, it's just just because we started this podcast, we found ourselves being guests on other podcasts mm-hmm. as well, which which was the most extraordinary thing, I think. Um, so feels weird, doesn't it? Well, I mean, it's it's just um, it's you know what it shows is is that the world of podcasting is really very what's the word? It's like a family, you mm-hmm. know, of of um, of people, you know, who are into the same thing, you know. Funnily enough, much like photography in general, much like photography, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think this is this is an interesting thing because it's like two, you know, two circles that kind of cross over, um, you know. And then you have basically you, know, you have people who are into photography, and then you have people who are you're doing podcasts, and and the photography podcast kind of thing is where it all kind yeah. of crosses over, yeah. Um, and that's been yeah, it's been quite interesting to kind of get you know to get an insight into that. Into that world because when we first started, I mean, we didn't know that we didn't know the first thing about about podcasting, really. Didn't know anything about podcasting. Didn't know um, the, the guests that we eventually had on, and sure. you know, know many of them very well now. Um, yeah, the funniest thing yeah. about that was that literally, um, it was a matter of we just made a list, and the headline was something like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if. We had this person on the show and this person on the show and so on and so forth. And then, um, and then slowly but surely, you know, a lot of that turned into reality, which was, which was really phenomenal. You know, and when, when that, when that list ran out, you know, we got, we got Dave on and, (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) such a joke. He'll appreciate it though. I'm sure. (laughs) I feel bad. (laughs) Dave was actually one of the... It's a joke. He was very high up on the list. Yeah, of course he was. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, there, there wasn't an order to the list at all, actually. It was like literally just, nah. you know, names that we could come up with. Yeah. Um, and, um, 
you know, I remember when we had Tommy on the show um, the first time. This has been another really cool thing. I think that, you know, we've had a number of guests on the show several times and it's mm. like, you know. I think Dave and Tommy are competing. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave really wants to win this. I know he does. <laughs> well, you know, Tommy is, is, is busy having a baby at the moment. That's right. But that being yeah. said, watch this space. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so it's been interesting um, having different guests on from, from different areas of photography as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's been one of the highlights for me really is, you know, to get an insight into all sorts of different genres that, um, you know, that I didn't necessarily have a lot of experience with, mm-hmm. Yeah, in, you know, initially. Absolutely. And, um, and it's certainly, I mean, it's, it's also, it's taught us so much. I mean, both of us, you know, we didn't, like, we didn't know how to light paint cars or something, you know, when we started this podcast. And then it was only because of the podcast or through one of our guests um, that we ended up, um, when, we, when we interviewed Dave Cox, uh, we, it was only because of that, that we, that we ended up getting into light painting cars in the first place. That's right. In yeah. fact, the only reason why we had Dave Cox on the show was because, um, I read an article about what he was doing during lockdown, um, on the photography website. And so I picked that up. I kind of thought that's a really cool story. Um, and then it was literally like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had Dave Cox yeah. on the show? And then that happened. And not only did that happen, but it was also through another guest that we had on the show who we just mentioned it as a side comment or something. He goes, oh, Sorry. yeah, Dave Cox. Good yeah. mate, man. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's how that, you know, so it's interesting to see how a lot of the things kind of came together and the way, you know, the way they came together um, that were completely unpredictable from the, from mm-hmm. the start. Um, and yeah, so it's been, it's been a ride. It has been. Can I have a quick aside for a second? Mm-hmm. So uh, totally unrelated. Does my crown look better straight or a jaunty angle? <laughs> Always at a jaunty angle. Of okay, right, fine. <laughs> just, just worth checking. So it's important. It's important. So it turns out uh, party hats are not a thing anymore. Um, apparently because they're extremely hard to come by these days. Hence, slight detour. Well, actually, lunch. <laughs> yeah. So you went one, two, three, four, five, six times, did you? Well, you know. You've got to do these things for your art, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah also, you for your suffer. Heart. Also, suffer. also for your heart. Suffer for the arts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your heart is suffering. <laughs> yeah. Burger King crowns. Ain't nothing better than that. I'm so pleased at the effort. Well, absolutely. So what was the, like for you, what was the, um, this is the biggest thing for you personally that you've learned th- through doing this podcast? For, uh, for you doing the podcast. Um, well, it's a difficult one to answer. It's a very, very difficult one to answer. Yeah, it's, it's, there's so many bits that you get used to, I guess, more than anything. Um, I'm not sure how to answer that. that. I could talk about this for several hours mm-hmm. or not at all. It's, <laughs> it's, okay. it's tricky. That's a very, very tricky one to answer because it's, you know, you've, I've learned something from every single episode that we've done, whether that's um, something from a guest, um, whether that's something from a, a comment from someone that's watched a previous episode, mm-hmm. whether that's something we've just just been talking about on that, whether it's something 
technical related, but we've just come across as we've been filming or yeah. um, recording the audio. Um, and every single episode has brought about something new in that respect. And I think that that would have been tricky to achieve had we not been doing this podcast. You know, those, you know, a hundred that, well, we would, well, 99, 99 different bits of hmm. information, if you like, um, which we learned, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to do that. And that's, this has given us the opportunity to do that. Um, yeah, it's funny if you look back at episode one, episode 10, if you just go in tens, hmm. how different A, it looks, B, it sounds, C, our ability to interview or to just be on camera mm -hmm. or to just talk randomly yeah. is just you just see it it just gets confidence grows um you know your familiarity with the process and you know the way to go about things grows mm -hmm. um yeah you know i'm, I'm sure so much of what i'd learn i've un unconsciously just taken out into work and oh, yeah. done with me, you know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a number of things. I agree. I mean, the I think it has a it's had it's had a really positive uh, impact on things like public speaking or something for me. Mm -hmm. You know, that's um, that's definitely. It, I mean, it's improved my sort of general presentation skills. I think generally, mm. uh, you know, quite a lot. Um, I think it took me about. 14 episodes until I could actually listen to the sound of my own voice without getting, you know, totally annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, because when you, when you, when you hear yourself back, this is, the, <laughs> this is the one downside with, um, you know, podcasts in general, or when you record yourself talking, um, is that your voice always sounds very different from the way yeah. it sounds in your own head. You have to say to other people, my God, do you have to listen to me? That's that yeah. what I sound like. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's sort of, that's really normalized, but it took me about 14 episodes or something to get to that point. Yeah. You know. I think I was okay with that generally quite quickly. Mm. Um, I don't know whether that's because I've been, I was at the time more recently, mm. you know, gigging regularly. And obviously you, you hadn't done that for just a little while up to oh, that point, cause I, you know, from a music, sure. music perspective. Yeah. Um, so I get to hear stuff like that a bit more often at the time. Do you sing in your band? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, well, BVs. But, yeah. yeah. But but you kind of you're sort of almost like I'm used to hear him. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Mm. Um, but interesting. That no, that's no, that's it's different actually because I've only started doing that regularly mm. since we've been doing the podcast. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, even, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, through band circumstance changes, I just haven't needed to do it previously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could, but. And now I need to do it, so I do it all the time now. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't really considered that like mm. that. Yeah. I think that's definitely that's a big thing uh, for anyone you're know, starting a podcast. I think if you're not used to hearing yourself on a recording, then you know that's, yeah. that's odd. <laughs> really <laughs> it's like, odd. Oh, what? It's really yeah. odd. It's you know things you learn as you go. You know, um, is judging when the other person is finishing talking or not finishing talking. Yeah. Um, when the the biggest one I, I find, and this, this goes, this is for both of us for sure, um, is, you know, I'm in an R in, it's the most normal thing to do in regular conversation. Sure. 
and you hear someone do it when you're just having a regular conversation and you you don't even hear it. Yeah, kind of you blip it out. Yeah, yeah. you don't hear it. But when you listen back to it recorded, it's the first thing you hear. Yeah. Uh, certainly for me, um, and I always have done. Uh, for, And I think this goes back to school. Because I remember learning how to do presentation in like my English lessons or something like that. And it would be part of like GCSE. And um, he used to, our teacher used to say all the time, when you're presenting, when you're talking publicly, you're doing anything like that, you must not um are all those kind of um, words. I've, there's, there's a word for all of them, and I forget what it is right now. Yeah, I think that's filler words, isn't it? Or something? So there's uh, there's another. I'll, rem I'll remember in a minute. Um, see, I just did it then. <laughs> Didn't even know I did it. Yeah, I mean, I and do. I've, I've been I've remembered that ever since, and I did our presentation for that, right. and I've, I remembered it all the way through, and I didn't once do it. And I've tried not to ever since, but it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible to do. I do it all the time, actually. The, I think that, you know, the funny thing is, um, <laughs> I just did it there. Um, you, uh, by listening back to your own, your own voice, um, you come across, um, uh, <laughs> you, you sort of, you pick up, me. <laughs> you pick up on certain like speech patterns, mm. you know, and I know for me personally, you know, I know that there, there are certain speech patterns that I'm privy to that I, that I hate, you know, about myself. Um, there's also, there's a thing where I think you could, you could fall into the trap of being like too overconscious about these sort of things. Absolutely. And I mean, one of the things that we do, of course, on this podcast is we don't really edit anything out. Well, we can't, from that perspective, we can't, hmm. from the, those kind of ums and ahs. Yeah. Because you'd have to cut the video, or if you didn't cut the video, you just cut the audio. Yeah, it'd be like a lot of jump this, cuts. This, 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 this voice just going, this mouth opening and doing something, and or a long silence because the R uh, fills that gap. Yeah, which is why we do it. What's um, that? <laughs> oh, I can't stop myself now. No. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, yeah. So it's just. I'm sorry if that bothers people, the ums and ahs, but. I'm not editing that out. We've just we've just learned not to care about. If it was audio only, we would. But I'm not editing the video and the audio totally separately. It's not going to happen. I think. I mean, <laughs> I do think that even if it was only audio, um, this again, you know, for those for those of you who are watching us on YouTube, we also there's there's an audio version of this podcast um, on all the audio platforms: Apple uh, Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and all the rest of them. This is it's exactly the same audio track as as it is on the mm -hmm. video. So there's no yep. extra editing that goes on. No, no, no. Mainly because extra long. Yeah, mainly because we're you know we're doing this every weekend. We're just simply too busy to, yeah. and we can't afford to hire an editor. <laughs> basically, no. so I mean, this is the other thing, of course, about about this about this podcast is that you know we've never really seen it as a as a way to like make money or anything. No. You know, um, it was it was always well, initially it was literally. What would you call it? Self therapy. Yep, I guess it was that. Did it for ourselves. Kept us on track hmm. mentally during lockdowns, and became something that we obviously really enjoyed. And you know, turns out, you know, it's, it helps people um, listening out there as well. And that's yeah, that's great. I think the greatest. If someone can take one bit of information from each yeah. one of these episodes, I think that's a win. I think the greatest reward 
for both of us, I think, is, you know, when, when we get, you know, comments from listeners or we get like responses to things, um, that's, that's really, that's, that makes the whole thing worthwhile, mm. you know, mm-hmm. so, um, 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 yeah. oh my God, that's like, you get super conscious once you, yeah, you, do. Once you start talking about that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> too funny that wasn't deliberate either was it <laughs> no i'm really not You're like once once it's in your brain i can tell yeah no no oh, so funny we have to start that speech therapy at some point yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but purely from yeah so i mean that's that's one thing the other thing of course purely from a photography point of view um again you know it's been so extremely useful because it's not you know i guess you know from the very start we sort of thought well there's there's plenty of podcasts out there and youtube channels and whatnot you know where um the main focus is usually on you know the camera settings and yeah there's any other and i think we from the very start didn't really want to want it to be that kind of podcast i think we, we sort of thought like well there's plenty of other people doing it really well absolutely and what else can you bring to that and space? also it might be interesting to um to look at it from a different perspective so for us when we have a guest on it's actually <clears throat> what's more interesting for us is 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 you know the person behind the lens mm-hmm. you know what makes them tick and how how they think when they create what what it is that they create yeah you know that's from a yeah. creative perspective i think that's much more interesting um than simply talking about camera settings yeah absolutely yeah. is absolutely is the million videos on any kind of setting or any kind of camera or any kind of technique out there already uh yeah. and they do a cr- cracking job at it. also you know i think it doesn't it doesn't help anyone uh, when you know somebody starts talking about some kind of camera that you'll never be able to afford and some kind of glass that you know is gonna you're gonna have to sell two children and and the car to afford you know what i mean worth uh, it Worth it, absolutely, yeah. I'm not who am I to say so. Um, but but and then you immediately you sort of put off because you think like, well, I can't I can't do that then. And what I think what you find out very quickly is you know, as soon as you start ignoring all that technical mm-hmm. stuff, um, in, 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 a way, in a way, or the the gear related stuff, what you find out is that ninety nine point nine 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 percent is the creative mind behind the lens. And everything else after that is just simply a tool to help you achieve your your goal, so, you know. And sometimes it's easier if you can afford a six thousand pound or six thousand dollar camera body, you know, and a, and a four thousand dollar lens. It may just be easier to achieve that, but it doesn't mean that it's not possible. Yeah, you know. And otherwise, you, so. you know, there'll be certain cameras that will give a certain look that you know other cameras don't and that might be the look you want and you can't afford that camera to do that that's fine but go with what you've got work out you don't just work out how to get a look that you like with that particular camera you know if you uh, just for example you take the the c70 that i'm using there i use the r6 to film all the time as well um was previously on gh5s i cannot get i could would not have been able to get the look that i get on the c70 on the gh5 was never going to happen it can't happen Hmm. they're very very different cameras they produce 
their colors and um you know their um, the way they take in information in a very different way and i could not get that look does that mean the look that i could get on the gh5 was worse than the c70 no no not no. at all just different you you work mm. to that I now work differently as I've become more and more familiar with the C70. I get better and better looks out of it. Yeah. Um, or, well, more to my like, more to my personal liking, and the way I'm I envisage the footage looking because I know that camera better and better and better. Well, that's that's one thing. You know, the other thing is, um, I remember you know when I first started shooting concerts, um, I shot them on a, like a really cheap um, APS-C body with a Nifty Fifty. You know, mm -hmm. plastic Nifty Fifty one point eight um, lens. So really, you know, it was it wasn't particularly expensive kit or anything. Um, and and still, I got some really awesome shots. I got <laughs> some really awesome uh, awesome results. You know, it's harder to do that uh, compared to the camera I normally shoot. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean I got you know worse results. Um, it actually taught me a hell of a lot. You know, doing that way. So sometimes. You have to force yourself to work a little bit harder, and it actually benefits yeah. you in the long run. You know, ah, I couldn't agree more. You sh you you should learn on you know, yeah, you know, quote unquote, not as good gear, you know, cheaper gear, because it does make you work harder. Um, you have to learn a bit more about technique, I guess, um, to be able to achieve a high quality image. Or yeah. um, whereas if you were to pick out, uh, I don't know. R3 just for argument's sake okay and you go and do exactly the, the same thing you will probably be able to achieve that image quicker yeah. and slightly easier so the interesting thing is you know for a lot of the stuff that i do nowadays um especially this is studio the kind of stuff um i could i could shoot that just as well on the APS-C body mm -hmm. you know absolutely no question um you know there wouldn't be very much of a difference because because really where most of that comes from is you know the lighting technique and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it's much more important to learn to learn about that than to worry about ultimately you know what kind of what kind of uh, camera body you. Do you know, it might be quite nice to do a little comparison like that one day. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll set up a shoot of some description. Mm -hmm. um, we'll set it up using your your seven fifty and exactly how you would normally do. Get the shot you want and then we'll just we'll leave everything the same other than switching the body out for yeah. a cheap or cheaper um APSC body just for just for say just something like that an instax camera instax in and just <laughs> yeah. try to achieve just readjust the camera whatever you need to readjust to achieve exactly or close to yeah. the same result that sounds like a good idea you know it's just it's just to prove that it's not it's not the gear. The gear, okay, in some instances it is the gear, um, depending on what you're, you're trying to achieve. But most of the time, it's not. It's how you use it. Yeah, it's really. I mean, it, it turns into a tool, and it's just, this is the thing. You know, I think we talked about nail guns sometime ago. Do you remember? Did we? Yeah, that's always. I think it's a good analogy. So basically, we talked about something that's not photography related. That doesn't sound right. No, that doesn't make any sense. No, so no, the idea was basically that you know. Um, if you're, you know, if you're a carpenter and you use a hammer to hammer nails into floorboards, for example, you know, um, that's quite laborious over time. And then somebody came along and invented a nail gun. And of course, and that makes life a lot easier because, you know, it's easier on your wrist, you know, it 
allows you to to um you know nail more floorboards into the floor in a short amount of time you know mm -hmm. less effort higher yield of success you know all that kind of stuff or high success rate um but it doesn't mean that you have to have an air gun to be a carpenter you know it basically just means it makes your life easier it's a better tool for the job but it doesn't mean that a simple hammer can't do the job just as well mm -hmm. you know it just means it takes you longer and that's all so you get to work a little bit harder basically yeah and i think you know a lot of that a lot of that is true in photography you know especially when it comes to lighting you know i mean we talked about camera bodies and stuff but you know, especially when it comes to lighting that's just really true um this you know you can go and spend a ton of money on pro photo gear for example but if you can't necessarily afford that if it's out of your price range it doesn't mean that you can't create really awesome you know studio photography um with you know less expensive lights for example i think lighting is really one of those you know prime examples where you can actually achieve a lot with just speed lights there are limitations with that um in terms of power and in terms of you know battery life and all the rest of it but, you know, for the most part, you're going to be creating, you're going to be able to create, you know, work that's, that's very similar and standard to, um, to like more expensive flights. You know, again, the advantages of, um, of spending more money on your lighting system, maybe that, you know, they sync, you can sync them to different groups or whatever else. And you can do like some elaborate stuff that may, just makes your life easier. You can remote control them, blah, blah, blah which means you don't have to walk up to your lights all the time and change the settings. That's, it makes your life easier, but it doesn't mean that you can't achieve the same result with, you know, with, with lights that are not radio controlled. Yeah. It just takes longer to do that. And it's more of a faff. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I've just been trying to think if there's anything that that's not true for, I'm struggling. I'm struggling a little. Yeah, you know, I was just looking at the um, the satchelor head and tripod that we're filming on right now, and I'm thinking if that was just a uh, my B three travel, oh yeah, tripod, would this shot be any different? No, it wouldn't be exactly the same. No, it'd be absolutely identical because it's static. Now, when you start panning and things like that, okay. Yeah. The truth is it does make a difference um, as to how smooth that shot ends up being with a really good head. It does make a difference. Um, if you have a cheaper fluid head on there, can you still get just as smooth shots? Yeah, you probably can. You're going to have to be very careful how you do it yeah. and work to the ability of that fluid head. But... You can probably just about get there. So here's a, here's a really good way of summing it up. Um, if you think about all of your gear, right, that you've bought over time, what was the best investment in your view as, as far as your gear is concerned overall? Oh, God. Um, what have I got most use out of since I've had it? I mean... I, I mean, I love that C70. I mean, yeah. I love it. Yeah. It is absolutely spectacular, that thing. Um, you know, you still have to work to get your shots, but, you know, what it produces, it produces, 
because I've learned the camera so as, so as well as I have now, I can get the shots that I'm intending to get quite quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but then that tripod's pretty awesome as well. Oh, I don't know. This is difficult. Could I have multiple? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. I, uh, it's one of those two, though. That legs and head or the C70. Has to be. All right, for me, it's without a shadow of a doubt, it's definitely the tripod. Mm. Like spending, you know, spending money on a tripod. Is, I think what, you know, it's one of the things that I've avoided doing for like the longest time because I always thought like, oh, well, you know, it's just a tripod. So, you know, and you used to have like a really cheap tripod, you mm -hmm. know, for the, for the longest time. Um, but do you know, sometimes you don't realize you need a, a better tripod yeah. until you've got one? Of course. Yeah, well, you know? absolutely, yeah, no, totally true. And, you know, it was, uh, for the longest time, I used to think, like, oh, why should I spend, like, you know, 500 quid or something on a tripod? <laughs> or, like... On the rest? Yeah, or, like, you know, I, don't, I mean, w with the heads, like, probably, I don't know, how much I spent, probably seven, eight hundred 800 quid with, with the two yeah. heads or whatever. Um, you know, I kind of thought, like, oh, well, you know, why why should I spend that amount of money? And then when I eventually did, I mean, I've I've used this thing... Now, for so many years, um, and in so many different situations, it's been in the back of the car, in and out, you know, yeah. it's been on location in the studio. I've used it for so many different things um, that, you know, it's made its money back so many times over and it's rock solid, you know, and that's the, that's the thing. That's, the, that's it, isn't it? You know, I, I mean... That's the most solid tripods I've Can you get better tripods? Yeah, absolutely you can. Yeah. And, you know, there are occasions where I even set that down. I think, which was just slightly more sturdy, hmm. you know? But that thing is just cracking. It's light. Yeah, it's light. What it's, it is. You know, that's it's worth its, <laughs> there's a pun, worth its weight in gold right there. Um, it's ability to, cause a lot of the work that we do is on the move and we need to move around quickly. And if you're on a tripod, it can be a, quite frankly, a complete pain in the ass to have to adjust the legs, um, yeah. for a, a particular place. All right, I'll just undo this one and clip that one, put that one down, get that next one, get the next leg, do, do the third leg. Yeah. The mechanism on the third Where is... that is just, it's unreal. Yeah. So that, um, just. For everyone's reference, what we're talk the, the legs we're talking about here are the Satchler Flowtech, I think, 75s. Um, and rather than undoing legs at different portions to extend them or shorten them, this just has three clips at the top, you know, where your hands are so you don't have to bend down. Who has a bad back as a photographer or videographer? Yep. Um, so you don't have to bend down. You just unclip them and you lift the whole thing up. And you just push the whole thing down hmm. and you're there and you clip them back in and you're, you're done. The added bonus is you don't even have to make sure they're level, not even close. No, if you don't want to, because the head is a ball head mm -hmm. and that particular head, you adjust it in such a way, um, that you just undo a clip. You've got a level on it. So you'd expect, you just move it just ever so, ever, ever so slightly and it's perfectly, the whole thing's level. Whole thing's level. And it's got a level on the side. So when you're up high and you're looking up like that here, you can still see the level. Oh, it, you can illuminate it. It's, out, it's illuminated and it comes out vertically as well. Yeah. 
rather than just horizontal. Yeah, that's but actually it's showing you the horizontal yeah. um, uh, level. Yeah, that's a very clever, very clever, thing, so. very cool stuff. That's, um, that's what I find sometimes with the Manfrotto is it's a, it's a disadvantage because the the level bubble is kind of pointing upwards, mm-hmm. and so if once you've got the legs extended all the way, then you know I'm not tall enough. Can't see and anymore. I'm quite tall. I mean, you know, mm. I can't. I still can't. Get a good look. I mean, it's great that you can extend the tripod to that extent. You know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's super helpful. But um, that's just one of the things that's a little bit annoying. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, there are not many, there are not many things, not many criticisms I have with with the Manfrotto at all. It's rock solid. Um, everything's adjustable. You know, everything's kind of fixable on it as well. That's the other thing I like. Um, you know, and. Um, and of course, you can you can put as many heads on it as, as you mm-hmm. want. So depending on, you know, I've I have like a three geared um, head, which initially I think if you're not used to those type of heads, can be a little bit frustrating. Once you do get, I always turn the wrong thing when I'm using that head. Yeah. <laughs> so once you get used to that, though, you realize all of a sudden that you've got some maximum flexibility, and it allows you to do so many different things. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, actually relatively easily. So, you know, that comes in handy. That's, that's come in handy in so many different ways. Like, for instance, when, um, you know, there are times when we have to be in different places when we when we record an episode, so where we can't be in the same space, you know, at the same time. And what we do then is, um, you know, we'll film it's sort of in portrait mode, as it were. And with that head, it's just super easy. You just flip it over. Yep. It's just within a second, you've got the camera in portrait yeah. on the side, on the side, and it's you know it's rock solid. You can lock it all in, super super easy, no problem. I always find that on ball heads, I find it quite frustrating because it's never you know, it's never exact, and you've got to fuff around with it until it's right. With this, is you literally just you know you loosen one one grip, you swing it over. Bull, it's done. Ball heads are the worst thing in the world. They are such a pain. Yeah, they are. They have their place oh, and absolutely. they can be useful, but I find them, it, I find it, it takes forever just to get it level. You know what I, what I find is that... And God um, forbid you want to move it forward and keep it level at the same time and just pan down, so, tilt you know, down, sorry. For people who like shooting freehand, um, but also like the advantage of having you know more stabilization with the tripod... Um, this can come in really handy, mm, especially oh, yeah. when you keep the ball head relatively loose. Yeah. But you know, as long as you still have both hands sort of on, on the camera and you still adjust that, yeah. that does give you give you quite a lot of movement actually. Gives you a lot of movement, yeah, enough plenty of stability, yeah. right? But for somebody like me who I'd like to have the camera on a tripod, um, and I like to literally not touch it and move away from it, you know, um ball heads are not great. Yeah. You know, pistol heads are kind of cool. Um, I like those too, but I've gotten so uh, so used to that that gear head that I've got that you know I I use that for lots of different things. The only thing it's not good for is panning, so it really doesn't work for me for video. No, um, no, which is why that's not what it's designed for, right? No, of course you not. Know? Yeah, I think it's quite rare for you to be able to get something all in one like that. You True. Know? Um, yeah, these fluid heads are really expensive for a good reason. Yeah, true. Because um, it's actually tricky to actually make it fluid yeah. anything that you think is a fluid head that's cheaper than like oh, i don't know like 400 quid 500 quid mm. aren't actually fluid heads no they don't they're built in a different way um yeah. I, I'm, 
been trying to think of what they're actually called and it's escaping me right now. Mm. Um, but there's a name for them. Um, friction, maybe? Okay. It's done by friction inside rather than actual fluid. They right. might have some fluid there, but not full on like, like that one does, for mm. example. And that's why that's so smooth. That's why it's got such a good counterbalance on it as well. Mm. Um, and the idea with the, a good fluid head like that is that you can set the counterbalance on it so that if you tilt your camera forward yeah. to just let's just say 45 degrees so it's pointing down that that's where it's going to stay you don't have to tighten anything right it just stays there yeah and same if you point up it will just stay there that's a real advantage <laughs> oh yeah really makes a difference and you don't realize it until you start using it like that yeah. you realize oh right okay that's fantastic <laughs> yeah no more camera floppiness mm -hmm. <clears throat> does make a difference does make a difference and we have had some footage where yours started dropping once because you, oh. you hadn't quite tightened it yeah, just enough. True. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was very funny watching that happen. Yeah, I mean, that does happen, especially on the video head. I, I do let go sometimes and then you know, it, just, yeah. it just flops. But yeah, you know, that's, that does happen sometimes. Um, I mean, that really, it just makes me think that we haven't actually, I don't think we've spoken a lot about tripods on this podcast, just generally. No, oddly, no, no. no. Because it's quite boring. It feels like it's a boring topic, doesn't it? It's, it's <laughs> I not. I love it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm like I'm big into tripods. Um, I use tripods all the time. We've got a few different ones between us, haven't we? Yeah. Well, especially I like. I really like uh, using tripods in the studio. Mm. And I know a lot of people like you know like to shoot freehand and everything. That's all cool. But for me, um, I I just find that I mean it's you know maybe because I'm. I'm photographing people a lot. Um, I like to be able to move away from the from the camera and communicate with the subject, you mm -hmm. know, um, rather than always having to hold the camera. So the I mean the only thing that I shoot really where I'm shooting entirely freehand is the three heads in a row thing. So for that I'm, hmm. I'm not using a tripod unless I'm shooting myself. In which case, of course, the camera why is that out of interest? Hmm? Why is that? Why do you shoot that one freehand? Um, because with that, I actually need to be really... Well, first of all, I'm sitting on the other side of the board, so there really is no space for the tripod to mm -hmm. be. Um, and it's at, that, it's at that height where if I had to use a tripod, I would have to bend down all the time. So it's really not very comfortable. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. you know, the way I actually do it is I sit opposite the subject um, at the same height. And I can just lean my elbows onto the table or onto the board. Mm -hmm. And I'm um, at the camera is at the perfect height, mm, you know. Yeah. And uh, and what that does is because in with this particular uh, portrait series, there's a lot of movement happening. Like you know, the person that I'm shooting will kind of move around. There may be you know they may be throwing up an object, for example, <laughs> into the air. <laughs> yeah. So it might be all that kind of stuff going on, um, so that I, it's easier to react when you're when you're holding the camera rather than having it on a tripod. Mm, yeah. um, Makes sense. You know, so that's that's really the only reason. But also because, and then it, it gives me the opportunity to, or the ability to lean in a little bit or to lean out a little bit, depending on the way the subject's moving at that point. Mm. Mm. You know, that, that can be important. <clears throat> because remember, the the board has a certain width. And, um, and so depending on what it is that they're doing, there might be arms, elbows coming slightly out of frame. So if I can adjust that, you know, when I'm shooting, then it just makes my life a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so that's that's mainly it. Uh, but it's, that's probably the only thing I do that's uh, where I'm not 
using a tripod from the top of my head. I mean, unless we're on location somewhere and we're doing some stuff. But even when we're doing properties, for example, that's still... I mean, there, in fact, I think using a tripod is... Um, that you can't get around that um, because we no. do so many, like, you know, bracketed shots and whatever. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's really where having a really rock-solid tripod really is a must because as soon as you bracket things and then you, you composite them together... Um, you always have a tiny little bit of, of movement between two shots. Yeah. That's because, you know, there's movement inside the camera, of course, when your shutter goes. Um, there may be wind or whatever. Um, so there's always the tiniest, tiniest little bit. Um, but, you know, it's it's easier to uh, to sync those or to line those images up yeah. um, afterwards when you, when you compose Absolutely. Them. And you're looking for that angle. You're not looking for, or maybe it'll just be that, just be that, just be yeah. that. It's, it's not. You're going to sit there and you're going to work out and you're going to yeah. set yourself up right um, how you actually want it want it to be. And you're, yeah. So I guess it's a, it's a little easier to get your your verticals right um, if you're using a tripod too. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that, yeah, you know, you can set it and yeah. forget it. So what I what I tend to do with that is like, especially when I'm shooting some kind of um, you know building or whether it's an interior or an exterior or whatever, what I tend to do is I tend to find the right angle freehand. So I walk around with the camera, yeah. I try different positions, different angles, um, different shots. And once I've found something, I just literally just take a note as to how high yeah. above the ground the camera is roughly. And then this, I set up the tripod to be roughly in the same spot. That's it. This was about belly button height. This one was about nipple height. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and this yeah. one was eye level. Great. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. so... So that's that's a relatively easy thing to do. Um, so that way, I guess that most of your shots are nipple height. <laughs> <laughs> they actually more. No, it's more like belly button height. Because <laughs> yeah. that's that's how you get your verticals. Yeah. Is by by keeping the the camera relatively low. Um, what you find is, you know, in particular uh, with with that kind of photography, architectural photography, very often, you know, if your camera comes up too high, then um, things tend to like your your verticals tend to not be vertical basically is that because you're always <clears throat> wanting to angle down ever so slightly um it's partially that um it's it's also i mean it's got to do with the fact that the lens is curved and yep. you know straight lines are straight lines um and so you're gonna have to depending on yeah it really depends on where the camera is so your best bet is always roughly about hip height you know that's, that's a good starting point um, and then, you know, obviously, you want to keep the camera perpendicular to the to the mm -hmm. vertical um, as much as possible, so you get actual vertical lines. <clears throat> that being said, though, your lines are never going to be one hundred percent straight because no. you have to contend with the curvature of the lens. Yeah. So there's always going to be a need for adjustment in post to a to an extent. Yeah. You know, so that is as long as you. But the closer shoot, you get that. As you're shooting, the easier that is, of course. is going to be to do, right? Yeah. I mean, and you may even be able to auto it. Yeah. And the thing is, um, you uh, um, you won't have to crop as much. Mm -hmm. So if your verticals are really out of kilter um, and you then fix that in post, inevitably, you're going to end up with a lot of, sort of white space around the edges of your, mm -hmm. of your photo. And uh, then you're going to have to crop in. And so what you end up with actually something that's not only a much smaller image but also of course in terms of resolution a lot yeah you know um, a lot smaller so 
So that's really, um, that's important. Um, and again, a good tripod really helps, helps a lot with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Drum roll. Drum roll. Um, so we've done a hundred episodes. We've got another hundred coming up. <laughs> what are we going to do differently? And another hundred after that. Well, that's <laughs> what are we going to do differently for the next hundred? Oh, it's a good question. Um, are you eating the last bit of my chocolate? Um, no, there's just more left. Oh, I'm done. You can finish it. Right. I feel sick. Had too much pizza. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, what are we going to do differently over the next 100 episodes? One thing I would like to do is have more episodes that are um, in not the here. In the nude, yeah. <laughs> that aren't here. Okay. That aren't in this room. I'd like to have more on the road you know, episodes, um, incorporating, you know, perhaps a job that we're on or just generally just out and about. Yeah. Perhaps there's something we can, you know, while we're doing that, you know, share any information or technique wisdoms. or yeah, wisdoms um, that just crop up as part of that too. Yeah, that's definitely you know, the plan. I think that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be a bit more interesting for us as well to not just be stuck in here. Sure. And in some respects, less setup, which is a win. <laughs> less setup, but more editing. Potentially. Hmm. Oh no, we still only have one static cam. Come on. Oh well. Okay, so. <laughs> um, I think I really enjoyed, ha you know, having like live guests on the show. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure on occasion that's going to happen here, but you know, that's that's a prime opportunity. To meet up with people in well, the field, it'd as be well. nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know it, what I'd like to do is to try and meet guests on a job, hmm. and you know, not suggesting that we'd be part of that job necessarily, but to go there and do the do the episode at their job, <laughs> yeah. assuming it's feasible, it's with the right client around, it's hmm. not interfering with that job, of course. Um, but if that's viable in any way, that'd be great on location with them. Yeah. You know, even if it's after the job is finished and they're just packing down, that's that'd be grand. And of course, uh, you know, fun. likewise, likewise, we like to invite you um, onto the set with us. You know, when we're mm -hmm. on the job, um, when we're on the job, when we're on the job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, I think, you know, judging by some of the comments that we've gotten, that's, um, you know, that's people have found yeah. quite interesting. So that's definitely something. There's a number of projects coming up actually over the next few months where. Yeah. Um, there's going to be plenty of opportunity. Well, we've got a couple of photographers coming with us on um, next week, haven't we, to the other hall? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be good fun. Um, something a bit different for, mm. for those guys to do. Perhaps haven't had the opportunity to shoot a location like that before. So that's, in fact, that is something we will we'll come back to in next week's episode, mm. I suppose. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, you know, where we'll talk a little bit more about the, uh, the Royal Albert Hall shoot. Yeah that we alluded to in last week's episode. And possibly the one before that. <laughs> and, yeah, and possibly that. Um, so by the time you, you watch this, that shoot would have already happened. But mm -hmm. as we're recording, pre-recording this, um, 
we haven't it's actually just done about it. to happen. It's just <laughs> about to happen, yeah. And the reason why we're pre-recording this is because it is going to happen. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, and if you're wondering why I'm wearing the same shirt that I did in the last episode, that's because we've just only filmed the last week's episode <laughs> literally an hour ago. So, yeah, I had the foresight to put on another hoodie at least. Yeah, I didn't. I, I'm wearing a crown. And a crown. You know, there you go. So, yeah. But don't you wear that shirt every week anyway? Incidentally, incidentally. Um, so if you go back to episode number one, you shall see me. You will see me wear the exact same shirt. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to guess that had we recorded an episode 10 years ago, it would have been that shirt as well. I mean, it's it's kind of, it's actually hard to tell whether it's the exact same shirt or whether it's just one of the shirts that look exactly identical. That's the same shirt. <laughs> it could be. The same shirt. I think it probably was, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is double denim. <laughs> Triple denim, actually. Okay. Well, what you got denim pants on, too? Uh, always. You own denim <laughs> pants, and you you at least own denim shorts. <laughs> I do have denim shorts, yeah. Are they short shorts? Like a proper German? Um, no, they're more like Bermuda shorts. <laughs> Disappointing. Oh, those. I've seen those. You need to cut those off to proper, sh like, Short, short. Daisy Dukes. Oh, Daisy Dukes, yeah. Yeah, yeah why not? But made of denim. <laughs> I don't think I have the legs for that, though. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. Those, those and your flip-flops. Yeah. I can't wait right. to get the flip-flops back out. Oh, my God. It's Today was the first day where, actually, I left the parker in the car. Well, you will. Yeah, I know it was. It was. It you was, must have a fever. It was relatively warm. Fifteen degrees. Yeah, it was. I mean, it felt more like twenty or something. You know, mm. to be honest. Um, when I went, I went to town briefly today, it was. That was good. I've been. I've been in here working all day. I haven't left the house. No. Except for go to a quick job for a couple of hours, but. Mm. Mm. What well, do you mean? Well, there you go. And now I'm very tired. That is why it's well. It's almost midnight. So we have come to the end of episode 100 of the Camera Shake Podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. It was a little bit reminiscent today, uh, but we will be and back. And tripody. And very, very tripody. <laughs> um, I quite, I actually, nerdily, I quite enjoy the tripod chat. I would do something on tripods soon. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We will have to, we'll have to um, speak to some people who make tripods. I think that would be an interesting thing to do. Mm. Um, now, that being said, next week we're going to be back with a very special episode because... Um, that will be partially filmed at the Albert Hall. Yep. But, you know, we obviously have a, a track record of going out with the intention <laughs> of making ah. basically an entire episode while we're out and coming yeah. back with two minutes of footage. Yeah. Let's see if we can better two minutes. All oh, right. Well, that's our goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> anyway, so remember, um, you know, do us a flavor and uh, join the camera shake community on the facebook uh that's a brand new facebook group um if you haven't checked it out yet all you have to do is go to facebook and um search for camera shake community be super awesome if you join us there that's really where we have discussions going on and um you know we look at we talk about all sorts of different things um photography and video related and um anything that's to do with any of that obviously likewise we're also on tiktok join us on tiktok yeah that's right Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Anyways, for you TikTokers, see you next Thursday.
This is episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't pull either. They're so crap. 